wraps up everything. We're exactly two weeks away from free agency day as we record, and Alex Petrangelo remains unsigned. What are Blues fans to expect? Who knows, but we'll certainly say a lot of words. So let's get started, and let's go Blues. podcast it is friday september 25th we are two days two weeks excuse me away from free agency about 11 days away from the draft mm-hmm. that's exciting get to know the next crop of blues prospects before long and then immediately after that the blues prospects will be torpedoed by Alex <laughs> petrangelo leaving um we, we will have to trade them to get his replacement listen folks we talked a lot about alex petrangelo last week and we're gonna keep doing it because what else will we talk about this is the two guys one here's, petrangelo <laughs> podcast and options. if he leaves we're fucked here's your options we talk about alex petrangelo a lot or we have a 20 minute podcast <laughs> and we talk about i don't know a tony hawk pro skater remake mm. maybe that's about that all cost money how much is that fifty dollars oh really they knocked ten dollars <laughs> off the price because you played the game before. Uh, but you also—it's both of them. But now. it's both of them, and, and the remastered—that remastered. does take a little the effort. The graphics are real nice too. You know, yeah. very good. Um, I'm a big fan. People check it out. But in any case, uh, yes, Alex Petrangelo remains unsigned. Do you want to do awards first? Um, or do you want to no, do... let's do let's jump right in the Petro talk. All right, all right. The so, Petro pit, I like to call no it. There's no real new news specifically. There's, you know, more rumblings and more bumblings. And... We've we've uh, calmed down from the tweets of last Friday where yeah. Petro was essentially... A goner. Did he even say these things? Or did, like, his agent? Or did other people infer them that he basically was... They were like, talks are done, and he's headed to UFA. Drager was like, talks have stalled, and they're... And they've advised him to pursue a unrestricted... <laughs> I, I like how they say advice. So if they're not going to offer him anything... Mm-hmm. Of course he's going to go to, you know, yeah. or they're only offering him one thing, I should say. And he doesn't like it. Of course he's going to go to UFA. I like the thought they're like, hey, by the way, if you don't take this, I would advise you to probably <laughs> see what other teams are going to give you. And he's like, oh, no shit. <laughs> Thanks, Dougie. Thanks, bro. <laughs> uh, no, he's going to become a farmer. Yeah. I mean, we, we over, we over, we, I don't know that no, we overreacted. No, we, we reacted, reacted appropriately. And we're back, and we really don't know anymore. We don't have any reason to believe those reports aren't true, but we've got the sober reflection of a week in which I've been drunk the entire time. (laughs) He's sobered up for tonight, Uh, though. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We're nowhere. We don't know nothing. People Mm -hmm. who claim they know anything that don't have a blue check mark next to their name, are lying to you. Let's start there. Mm-hmm. People who claim and they Darren know Drager. something... And Darren Drager is also <laughs> lying to you. I was going to say, people who claim that they know something and have a blue check mark next to their name might be lying <laughs> to you. Uh, but we're not going to know anything until it's official, and when it's official, we'll know that Alex Petrangelo resigned with the Blues, because... I don't know. I've gone back and forth. I've gone through peaks and valleys. It still doesn't make e- any sense for me for either side of this mm-hmm. to do the divorce, to actually go to the, the nuclear option, you know? 
Like stay together for the kids. Yeah, Alex Petrangelo. I apparently Elliot Friedman said on Thirty One Thoughts or in Thirty One Thoughts. I don't think there's a recent issue, so I guess on that like Vegas was one of his top destinations. If he leaves, really, Petrangelo, you're just gonna be a body in Las Vegas. Like uh, I don't know. You'll be man. forgotten. I can't tell you what his end game is here, but Greg Wyshynski did write that article. Um, I guess I can pull it up here about, you know, his Greg Wyshynski's classic theory. And I think there's a lot of merit to it mm-hmm. is that the idea that NHL players don't want to move their shit, I think is how he phrases it. Mm. They don't want to move their stuff um, from town to town. And so basically it takes a lot yeah. uh, to convince somebody to move away. From... Petra's got a lot of stuff here, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's got <laughs> too many kids for one thing. Um, but, uh, and that was the, uh, the essence of this article was basically like, Wyshynski still thinks this is pretty much just a long con, uh, to milk the blues for most of what they want, most of what he wants. Uh, Wyshynski says, in the hectic world of NHL free agency, I've found there's really only one reliable imperative. Players don't want to move their stuff. Alex Petrangelo, 30, is the bell of the free agent ball this offseason, the kind of top-pairing defenseman in his prime who could complete a Stanley Cup puzzle for several teams, and one who is coveted even more for having won the Cup last season. Petrangelo's stuff is very much in St. Louis. Based on his recent actions, it appears he doesn't want to move it. Stuff is a nebulous concept, George Carlin, yada, yada, yada. In Petrangelo's case, he was drafted fourth overall by the Blues in 2008. They're the only NHL team for which he has played, serving as their captain since 2016. His wife, Jane, is a St. Louis native. They welcomed triplets in 2018 and a newborn daughter in 2020. They put roots down with a $1.9 million home they built in Ladue, Missouri in 2017. Nice. The only time Greg Wyshynski has ever said Ladue. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) Their family is part of the St. Louis Blues community and the Blues family. Uh, if you told me Petrangelo would hit the free, ma- mar- free agent market, that would have been a surprise. Um, it's not a mystery where Petrangelo's preferred free agent destination is. Obviously, I want to stay a Blue. Of course I do. It's the only place I've known professional hockey, Petrangelo said in August after the Blues were eliminated by the Vancouver Canucks. Um, but you can't always get what you want. And his whole point is basically... He goes on to say, On September 18th, it was reported that talks had broken off between the Blues and their captain. Normally, this isn't anything out of the ordinary on the eve of free agency, except free agency doesn't start for another two weeks. The candor with which Petrangelo discussed the matter with local media was also unique. Contract talks haven't gone the way both sides were hoping, and unless something changes, it's the best interest of everyone to see what the market looks like on October 9th, he told NHL.com. He also did a lengthy interview with Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic with his newborn daughter cooing on his chest, explaining the situation, ensuring his fans that there was no animosity, and reiterating that free agency is hopefully a last resort. I've never once said that I'm ruling the Blues out. I've never said that. I don't think you really move on. Whether you've played 12 years in a city or one year in a city, I don't think you really move on until it's been to paper and you're going somewhere else. I truly don't believe that because it's not official until then, he said. So maybe it's in our best interest to see what other opportunities we can have, and maybe Doug has felt the same way, but it doesn't mean that something can't happen. Uh, This was an absolutely brilliant maneuver by Petrangelo. As a UFA, he has only a few cards to play. One is going to market. Another is using all the goodwill he has built up with Blues fans to put some wind in his sails in these talks. It's an effective tactic, one NHL player agent said, the power of public sentiment. Um, 
So his, you know, his argument is basically that this is a big play for Petrangelo to kind of use the media and use, um, use public opinion yeah. to influence Doug Armstrong. Now Doug Armstrong's a little bit of a, a mole person, so I'm not sure that that will work on him. Some have argued that it won't, but he has no feelings. He's a robot man. Yeah. Yeah, it's I just I don't know. I just it feels to me like I don't understand why either side would want this to end. Mm-hmm. And you obviously moved Jake Allen when you moved him to give yourself some flexibility. You haven't made another move yet, but you can sign Petrangelo. You don't have to be cap compliant until the season starts. So you can sign Petrangelo and then move Bozak or Steen or whatever you have to do. Buyouts start now, so I suppose we could see a Steen buyout in the coming days. Um, I don't know. Where are you with all this? Yeah, this was the thing where I thought last week he was as good as gone, and now I've completely cooled on. I'm like, nah, he's staying. Um, <laughs> I mean, I know Wyshynski mentioned that like Armstrong has never given out a full no-move clause, or at least hasn't with this group at all. And that he's done like no signing bonuses aside from the trade with O'Reilly where they just paid out his. But those weren't, you know, that wasn't a contract that he created. Mm-hmm. So part of me thinks that he's just going to have to eat it. He's just going to have to like, yo, dog, you can't give him like tons of signing bonuses up front. You know, all of it there and maybe not uh, a full no move or something. Or you're, you're going to have to budge on something. I don't think he's going to stay here. Didn't. I don't think he's going to give up and stay here without you giving a little bit of a leeway, unless you increase the dollar value, which I'm assuming he doesn't want to do either. Yeah, 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 exactly. I don't know, man. The the no movement clause thing to me especially is like, you're only moving... The, I think even... even hasn't Maybe it was Mazalek. I think it was John Mazalek who said... Um, Something to the effect of, like, no no trade clauses don't really bother me because I don't plan to trade this player when I sign them anyway. Mm-hmm. And if it gets to that point, usually both sides want to move are on. okay yeah. with moving on. And I think you may have said that about Dexter Fowler, which obviously nobody's wanted to accept a trade for Dexter Fowler. But, like, yeah, I mean, to me, it's like, if you resign this dude, you're not planning to trade Alex Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. And if you get to the point at the end of his career where you suck super hard and you want to unload his contract and give him a chance to win one last time on a veteran team, he'll probably be down That's with That's what I that. mean. He'll want that anyway. You're not trying to trade this dude in the next four or five years. So if it, if you're literally holding out over a no-movement clause, I mean, I assume it's more than that. Yeah, yeah. But dude, just give it to him, you know? I know you regret some of the stuff you did with Patrick Berkland, although that worked out fine for you. Mm. Um, but didn't, I mean, isn't David Poyle notorious for not doing no movement clauses and then he finally did for Yossi? I'm looking at this and Yossi is literally the only predator with any kind of NMC or NTC. So, oh, except for Rene's automatic 35 plus one. But like... That's... Yeah, it makes sense to me. Like, just give it to him. If that's going to keep dollar value down, which, like you said, is, like, the biggest deal, go for that. Like, to me, it feels like they're probably going to end up settling on something that's, like, 8.5 for eight years, and it'll be fine, and it won't even be the biggest, you know, as the cap increases, which it won't in the next, you know, year or two, but it will eventually, like we talked about, and probably astronomically uh-huh. so. His 
the percent of the cap he's eaten up is not going to be that much. Like it's, I really don't think it's going to hamstring this team as much as people believe it does. Because also, eight years is a long time. But point to me the the superstars on this team that are just going to be asking for the moon that we're not going to be able to pay. Like Robert Thomas gets some money what year after next, but nothing I crazy. Think next year, but... And even then, I'd say he's an elite player and yada yada. But he's making he's not making like. He'll make six. Yeah, six. If he's if he signs a long term deal. Yeah, that's what I mean. So like, where's where's the fear? Like, we're not gonna be able to hold on to this guy, especially because a lot of our guys are already signed for so goddamn long. We're not gonna be able to hold on to Braden Shen, except for wait, he's here forever. O'Reilly, Tarasenko, and O'Reilly. Yeah, come up in three years. Who knows with Tarasenko right now? Mm -hmm. But neither of those guys are making more in three years than they make right now. Mm -hmm. Even as good as O'Reilly's been, he's going to be 32 when he negotiates that contract. Maybe 33, depending on when the age turns over. Mm -hmm. You know, so like, that's not happening. You know, that's he's not getting more. He'll get like a Steen type deal. And I assume he'll sign it here because you don't want to let that guy go. But so he's not getting more Tarasenko unless he just is incredibly healthy. And even even if he is, he'll still also be like 31 or 2. He's probably not getting more. You've already locked up Shin. Schwartz, I, I, I know people disagree with me, but that dude 100% can walk and you're fine. Mm. Like he's a good top six player, but this idea that he's the guy we need, I don't. I can't get down with that idea. I think that's the thing where it's like, I keep him. I totally keep him. Yeah. I have nothing against him. But if he's like, I need seven, I'm like, okay, bye. Yeah. See ya. Bye. That's the weird, that's what's so weird to me about this Alex Petrangelo thing. I tweeted today something like, if he signs 8.5, which to me is like the top end of what his range is going to be at. Mm-hmm. Um I know there are those on Twitter that want to say he's demanding ten million. I know people are like I would never sign Alex Petrangelo for twelve million a year. I'm like, yeah, no one would, <laughs> and no one's going to. Yeah, well, the, you know, they've talked to their agent. And oh yeah, I, I got the sources. But like, uh, if if he makes eight point five, he's literally tied for the twenty seventh most expensive contract in hockey, and he's tied with four people. So he will be barely inside of the top 30 most expensive players by AAV. Mm-hmm. And if you really think <laughs> we can't let Alex Petrand, and that's, you know, that doesn't count everyone else who will sign this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, I know, Taylor Hall. Taylor Hall. Yeah. Isn't there a, a UFA or an RFA do? Uh, Barzal mm-hmm. will certainly probably get nine plus, I would assume. Um, if you really think that Alex Petrangelo should walk for wanting to be paid like a top forty player in the NHL, I don't get it, dude. Like, and I was I know gonna say of all this... those contracts too, I I don't know what they all are, yeah. but like he's probably gonna be one of the people that's worth it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sure there are people that aren't. Bobrovsky's above him, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sure there are lots of people that are scary above him. And it's like, dude, 8.5 is not that big a deal. Mm-hmm. I know you talked a little bit last week about, like, Armstrong not wanting to pay people more than, like, 7.5 or whatever. Yeah. But, like, you gotta. You just gotta. Or you don't, and then you don't have a competitive team long term, you know? Yeah. Like, or you don't, and you're a dinosaur man, and you need to be retired. And that's fine, too. If you want to be a retired guy, great. <laughs> Go for it, Dougie. You built us a cup winner. I'll love you forever. But, like... You should have retired before we let Bill Armstrong That's walk. That's right. Yeah, it's it's perplexing because I don't think that extra million step up from what 
Tarasenko and O'Reilly, who are the highest paid players on this team right now, is that big a deal, especially for like your most valuable player? And it boggles my mind when people tell me like on Twitter, they're like, yo, he's not even really that good. I'm like, excuse me? Like, I get it. Alex Petrangelo is not Eric Carlson circa 2013. And he's not fucking uh, John Carlson circa now or whatever in terms of like point production and just being a name that everyone knows across the league. But he's like one of the best two-way defensemen in the league, certainly. He puts up 50 points every season, more or less, here and there. And it's like the guy, the guy's solid as a rock and people will point to like i've seen people literally be like what about that mistake what about this mistake yeah dog hockey players make mistakes he certainly does but that's not you're 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 picking something just to you know explain your narrative which is like sometimes he's not that good i'm like "Uh uh-huh yeah and then i've heard people say too in this playoff series wasn't very good and no yeah i'm like you're right he wasn't very good but like yeah exactly if that's your point then trade the whole team away which no one would advocate for it was just a shit it was shitty playoffs Honestly, that's what I've come around to. I think I already felt about this team, not to go too far on a different topic, I already felt about this team the way I thought I did after, you know, before the playoffs this season and then after. It was like, oh yeah, 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 I remember this. I thought this team still needed some changes or yada yada. Mm-hmm. There's, no, there's no difference. I don't see that as like, oh, they played shitty. Uh, you know, things are different now, now that we lost Vancouver. Like, nah, they're the same. They were already kind of a team that you're like, is this really what we want anyways? That's like, I don't know. So don't let that be. Don't let that be changing your narrative on like what you think this team is. I mean, go ahead, do whatever the fuck you want. But like, I don't think it does, and I don't think you can look at it and say, "Well, see, Alex Petrangelo is bad now." That's like, ah, is he the guy that won us the cup all the time? No. But is he the guy that we lost to Vancouver with? No. Mm-hmm. It's like I think you, I, flabbergasted. But yeah, eight point five million. A little much, but that sounds right. That doesn't not that doesn't sound wrong to me anymore. And the people that are like, it needs to be seven million or or else. I'm like, no, 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 no. I mean, that'd be awesome, but that's not that's not what the market says. The market most certainly says higher than that. Eight point five million dollars would have him paid the same as Henrik Lundqvist, Leon Dreisaitl, Steven Stamkos, and just under Sidney Crosby. Less than Jeff Skinner, less than <laughs> P.K. Subban, lot less than Roman Yossi, less than Nicholas Backstrom, less than Miko Rantanen, less than Jamie Vinn. Do you want to pay any of these people more money than you want to pay Alex Petrangelo? I don't. That's what I'm saying. He's worth it, man. Kucherov, obviously, Vasilevsky. I mean, that at that point, you're getting Mark Stone's at 9.5. I mean, Mark Stone's very good. I don't know that I'd prefer having Mark Stone to Alex Petrangelo. I think probably I do, but not by a ton, you know? Mm-hmm. Sagan's out there. Jake Heichel's out there. Kopitar, Taves, obviously, out there. Drew Doughty, Carlson. Wow, that Drew Doughty thing. Ooh, I mean, you're paying, you're paying for those two great cups, but, like, there, there's been so many little memes I've seen around about Drew Doughty being, like, showing up to, like, an elite defender's dinner, and they're like, who the hell is this dude? Because it's like, woof. That dude fall off a cliff. And, like, <laughs> this is the other thing that bothers me. Bothers me. Right under $8 million, mm-hmm. defensemen right under $8 million include Jacob Truba at 8, Oliver Ekman Larson at 8.25, John Carlson at 8, Brent Burns at 8, 
Thomas Shabbat at 8, and then Victor Hedman at 7.8. Other than Hedman, none of those dudes are anywhere close to Petrangelo's league, and I love Shabbat. Mm-hmm. And he's really young. He has the, more of a chance than the other guys, but, like, what are we talking about here, you know? Mm-hmm. That's what I mean when people are like, this is outlandish. I'm like, maybe... I'll give you some credit, maybe on the surface, you're like, that's a lot of money. But when, yeah, when you dig into it and you see what other people are paid and you see what he's worth and you see what he's done here before, and that's the other thing too, it's not like we're just paying him for what he's done. I get that's very easy because we just want a cup and I'm sure some of it's that too. But like the guy is not going to fall off a cliff. He could, there could be injuries. I, I could not know, you know, my head for my ass or whatever, but like every, every like statistical thing I've seen online has essentially been like hey this dude will age but he's going to age fairly well and there's going to be at least three four maybe even five years where he's going to still be a top pairing guy and you don't have to worry about it he's going to be productive and he should be played there again like i said there could be injuries shit could happen he could just fall apart mentally whatever but this is just statistical models that are like hey this guy's going to be all right especially compared to a lot of other players that have played into like their late 30s. There's a thing, I can't even pull it up, but some somewhere on my computer that Dom LeCision did for The Athletic where he compared Petrangelo's projections to like a bunch of other guys that are in their mid-30s that have played as defensemen, uh, Burns and all these other guys. And he, and he compares pretty favorably to those guys. I mean, I would hope so because I'm like, please don't be Brent Burns. But yeah, like... <laughs> That's, it basically said what I was already saying, where it's like he's going to have very productive years and be a, a you know a capable second-pairing, sorry, first-pairing defenseman for four to five years. And then, yeah, you know what? Yeah, at age 35, you're not going to be as hot anymore, for sure. But that's that's fine. That's fine. Like, it's worth, it's worth the productive years you're getting out of him at the front of this contract to be paying him that much at the end. And again, like I think we said last podcast and the podcast before... So I'll stop saying it, but it's essentially this team's going to be in a weird spot five years from now in terms of who they're pl- who they're paying currently, who's going to be off the roster. It's going to be a very different team, and we might not even have anyone we need to pay at that point. You might be the Detroit Red Wings at that point to go, hey, fucking Matt Larkin, we're giving you seven million dollars. Who is his name? Dylan. Dylan Larkin. I knew it didn't sound right. They're not relevant. Um, you know, here's your $7 million for seven years. Like, why? And it's like, because we have to pay someone. So, like, at that point, that might be what the Blues are. And I don't think this $8.5 million a year, that's shrinking every time the tap cap goes up, is going to be that big a deal. I feel like there's so many ways to say that this is going to be okay if they sign him. If Alex Petrangelo is, a, is as good in six years as Jay Vomeister was before going down, mm. which is how old... Jay Bomeister is now is 36. That's fine, because guess what? That's the last three years of the deal. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. It sucks that you will have to pay for some, you will have to overpay for some mm-hmm. years of Alex Petrangelo. You need him now. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's the whole point. I don't, I, I just that bothers me. Like, the dude's not signing a six year deal. <laughs> I get people it. are like five. I want five years okay, at seven million. Do you want to pay him twelve yeah, million like, dollars then for five mm-hmm. years? Because like he might sign that, but he's not. You don't want that, and mm-hmm. you can't afford that. So like, uh, it just bothers me. And and it's also like, I try not to play the disrespect art argument. I really respect. try not to, 
but this dude lifted your cup. And one year later, you're get, you're saying, well, we can't overpay for him now because he might be bad in six years. <laughs> yeah. Dude. That's what I mean. People are talking about like next year. It's like, oh, guys, he's going to be like 31. I'm like, this is not, no offense, Jordan. This is not Jordan Bennington where like maybe next year the dude just falls apart. Yeah. But also he's signed to one year. No big deal. But it's like. You know what Alex Petrangelo is because you've had him since he was since you drafted him at eighteen. Just He's been the general, same this whole too. time. Like how many defensemen in the NHL really hit a cliff? Mm-hmm. Like Carlson did because his body fell to dust, mm-hmm. and because a lot of his game was skating to begin with. Mm-hmm. None of Alex Petrangelo's game is skate speed. Mm-hmm. Now it never has been. So like, so if he loses a step or two, yeah. He might get beaten around an edge one or two more times this season. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's not... Who cares? You know, in the grand scheme of things. Roman Yossi signed his $9.5 million contract, and as we're about to talk about, just won an Norris Trophy in his next year. Mm-hmm. So, what are we doing here? <laughs> and that's to me, is like... I just... That ultimately is why I'm I'm still like I'm in a kind of a whatever state like I can't believe we're here sort of situation but mm-hmm. like it still just to me does not make any sense for either side to go their separate ways Alex Petrangelo if he stays here will have his number retired he'll have a statue built outside the arena and he's probably a hall of famer if he leaves he's none of those things if Alex Petrangelo plays, if he just blends into the six in in um, Vegas, let's mm-hmm. say, he's he's nobody. He's I mean he's fine. He's very good. He'll still be very good. But like the prestige, the career prestige that he wants is here. His stuff is here. His family's here. The game is over. The series <laughs> is over. The wait is over. And for us, for the team, like. We've talked about your window's shut. It's shut. I'm sorry. People who think that it's not shut, I'm sorry. You're out of your minds. Look at how good the stars are. And they're still getting tail stomped by <laughs> the lightning right now. Look at how good the the avalanche are. And they're getting... They got stomped by the stars. If you look at the central division, you can disagree with this assessment if you want to. My five best defenders in the central division will be Roman Yossi, Kale McCarr, uh, Miro Haskinen, John Klingberg, and Alex Petrangelo. Two of those dudes in the Stanley Cup final right now. One of those dudes just won the Calder Trophy. One of them just won the Norris Trophy. And you're talking about letting the fifth one walk out the door. <laughs> like, to me, I, whatever. Like, if that's your mindset, fine. But I don't get it. Yeah. And if the Blues do that... Like I said last week, you better have a freaking plan. It better be a plan. It better not be, well, we can't pay this dude this money now. Mm, it better be it. a plan to do something else. That's the thing is like, there's no way you let him walk and then just go, well, I think we're better for it. Yeah. Like as a team, as a functioning team, no, sir. Yeah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. People talk about the uh, the Albert Pujols thing mm-hmm. a lot. Um and I, I said on Twitter today that's a clown comparison because Albert Pujols 
let's not let's say for a moment that he wasn't lying about his age which he was um <laughs> but even if he wasn't that dude was already clearly declining just by mm. his on-field performance and he was all demanding astronomical money <laughs> he wanted to be played paid as the best player in the game in a non-salary cap league i was like this is petrangelo this like is, being bad being bad like last year clearly and then being like i need like the 13 yeah million. <laughs> yeah exactly um and the you know the comparison is on the hometown hero longtime yeah. player franchise face of the franchise but in terms of the contract situation no comparison at all and on top of that if you want to make a comparison when mazalak left let uh Pools leave. Mm-hmm. He got the pick that became Michael Walker, and he immediately was ready to sign Carlos Beltran, who came in and obviously wasn't prime Albert Pujols, but was phenomenal for those two seasons, mm-hmm. you know, and helped him get back to the World Series and stuff. That's then you got to do that, you know, whatever it is for the Blues. It's not Carlos Beltran because he's a hockey because he's not a <laughs> hockey player. It's not Taylor Hall because that'd be stupid. But whatever <laughs> Taylor it Hall, is, maybe. it better be something because you can't, you can't be you can't win a cup, miss the second round, let your captain walk, do nothing <laughs> like that can't be it. I don't know, and stop making the Vacas comparison too because that's gibberish. And <laughs> that, would, sorry, that would that would be a, a lot. That would be on brand though. That would be very blues on brand. You'd be like, we won the cup, now we fucked up, and be like, yeah, that's even about right. This fits. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I could I could rant about this forever because it doesn't. You, there's no angle of this that makes sense unless he's in there demanding ten point five million dollars, mm-hmm. or unless Tom Stillman has no money. And considering the value of this franchise has like tripled since he bought it, and he just won a cup, I don't mm-hmm. believe that's true. <laughs> I know Tom's. I listen. I know Tom Stillman's not like the the Jeremy Jacobs level of gajillionaire. Mm. But I don't think this franchise is struggling financially, quite frankly. And if they are, you still sign Petrangelo and then cut expenses elsewhere, you know? Mm. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get this from any angle. And so I'm at this point where it's like, I still think it gets done, but if it doesn't, oh boy. (laughs) Like... New world, I guess. I don't know. Do you think a lot of this is like his like representation? I mm. mean, obviously they have some play in it, but I believe he was with the same group uh, the last time negotiations happened, yep. and that went all the way into like training camp. Pr- uh-huh. Pretty sure. So like, I wonder if this is just. I think it's Newport was, or whatever. It's like tactic of just being like, hey, you know what we do? We just push to the end, and yeah. then we go, ah, fuck it, we'll sign. I think that's probably true. I really do. And also, if it's. If what you were talking about, if it's something like a no movement clause mm. or ca- or cash up front or whatever, that gets done. Yeah. The only way this doesn't get done is if you're miles apart on AAV. That's what I wonder though. You they know? they always all we've heard up until this point is like they're always like they're not even close. They're not even close. And uh-huh. I'm always like, but then whenever they talk to Petrangelo, who I don't think is much of like a liar, yada yada, he always makes it sound like they're not that far. Uh-huh. And I'm like, I think this whole they're not very close is like started however long ago for yeah. public sentiment to be like why not like i think yeah. they're a lot closer like because then you hear people like strickland or like jansen and all these people that have a little more inside blues knowledge than maybe some of the national guys are like eh, 
I think they're closer than you think, which always makes you think, like, see, I think this is just, like, a weird Newport ploy to be like, yo, it's, like, $3 million apart, dog, mm-hmm. and it's like, eh, it's, like, half a mil, and they just don't, they're just gonna wait until one of them goes, ah, fuck it, here you go. Until they meet them at yeah. one, but it's oh at the end of it. If it's, they're like, 8.25, I'm gonna be very angry. I'm in the, I, I forget what I texted you earlier, but it's, like, I'm not, it's not exciting, it's just, like, unsettling, <laughs> and I still expect it to go the way I think it was gonna go all along. I know, I was like, could you please just sign it so we have nothing to talk yeah. about anymore? And it's like, I just, I don't know, man. It's just so weird to me that we're here. And like I said, and like you were saying, they're not miles apart. If Doug Armstrong's coming in with $7 million a year over six years, and Alex Petrangelo is coming in, and his camp are coming in with $11 million over eight, mm-hmm. we're not hearing all this talk. It's just a dead zone. <laughs> yeah, there's you know? like nothing. The talk is happening precisely like you said, because they're not that freaking far apart, and they're trying to leverage the public mm-hmm. to give Petrangelo what he wants. And at the end of the day, they'll meet in the middle like hockey players always do. He's not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. And that's that settles it. <laughs> Honestly, to me, I, I would still be sort of shocked if he left. Yeah. No, I would be. I would be. You know? It's funny how fast this stuff washes away, though, too, because you'll sign it. And then, like, they'll be like, everyone, oh. even the people that are pissed will be like, yeah, I think that makes sense. And then it'll just be done. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like, nothing happened. Yeah, this is not going to be like a Mitch Marner thing where it's like, oh, well, you better earn your money now, yeah. Mitch. More like, bitch. You know, <laughs> something like that. Um, yeah, it's so it's over so fast. I just just sign it and let's do it already. And then we're fine. You know what? We're fine. Everyone's happy. If we sign happy. Alex Petrangelo, that's that's the other thing to me. Like you sign Alex Petrangelo, and everybody else doesn't matter to me. Like if Bennington walks in the year, I don't care. If Schwartz walks in the year, I don't care. Mm-hmm. If Pareko walks in two years, I do not care. That's what I mean. Petrangelo's kind of the guy that's going to be here all the way for the like the full transition, yeah. where yeah. it's like everyone else is gone and Petrangelo remains the same and it's kind of like that's who i want here to be that human being yeah. that's who i want the rest of them can kind of just change in and face out touchy how many times do you think he's touching his oh, face these days during this negotiation yeah. with a new baby it's non-stop it's probably i hope he washes his hands time. jesus christ yeah freaking coronavirus <laughs> don't get that stuff how would how would you feel talking petrangelo but how would you feel if you were like, I would love a child, and your wife was like, me too, and then you tried to have a child, and they're like, guess what, three. I've thought about this a lot, because I don't know why, but I'm always like, imagine you finally are like, you know what, I'm okay, I've, I'm mature enough, and I would like this child. I'm like, yeah, and you've got enough money for it. I mean, he's fine, but you know, you're a normal human <laughs> being. Either. You're like, I got money for this baby, I'm ready. And then the doctor's like, there's four of them in there, three, and you're like, you just like crumple on the ground. And you're like, I will. I'm ruined financially. Not to make light of a of a real tragedy yeah. too, but also oh, no. to go from a miscarriage to that. Yeah. Like the emotional swing of like, we have one that was taken away from us. Now we have one, and it became three, and they're oh all healthy. They're all fine. I just you. I can't imagine having even one kid, but to have like four under uh, the age of what two? two? I think three. Yeah. Wow. Yeesh. Don't move, we, Alex. You can't move all those kids. What are we already paying this dude? What was his last contract say, A.V.? Like 6.5. What are we talking <laughs> about then? I it's don't... like a, if this is like a, people don't want to budge on a $2 million increase for the guy that captained him one year ago. 
And they're like, no, you no, no. You want a Stanley Cup with this guy. <laughs> People, okay, let, I mean, this is going to tie back into Patricia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But have we gotten way too comfortable with winning a cup? I think way so. Way too quickly. People talk about that cup like it's like, yep, same shit as always. <laughs> and it's precisely the opposite of that. It is the exact opposite of same as always. Mm. And you're the franchise that screwed it up for 53 years. You know what happened when the Cubs won their first their first World Series in, a, in what was it, 108 years, 100 mm-hmm. and some odd years? They kept being the Cubs. They kept doing weird stuff, and they botched their World Series window. I honestly believe the year they won the Cup, I thought to myself, if they lose... The, or sorry, they the series. The year yeah. the, the Cubs won the series, <laughs> I thought to myself, if they lose, they'll never win one this round because they've got the super team and they'll they'll get in their own head too much and they'll screw it up. Yeah. But I thought to myself, but if they win, then this will be the team of destiny and it'll win four or five more. I was wrong. It just got the one. It sneaked out the one and then it be they were the Cubs again. Mm-hmm. And the Blues could become the Cubs again. Or the Blues again. But oh, you're right, Alex though. But Petrangelo walk. That's pretty much what they how, were before the cup. How do people think this is still a contending team without Alex frickin' Petrangelo? Uh, that's the thing is like hey. there there was a whole argument on Twitter I saw where people were like, "What's you know the difference between like a cup contender competing for a cup and yada yada?" And someone was basically like, "If you got a good roster and you're in the playoffs, you're a cup contender." I'm like, in the randomness of the NHL. No, sure. no, I was like, still no, but, though. But I was like, sure, if that's what you want to go with and be like, well, see, they're competing, so therefore that anyone can win the cup, sure. But if you want to be realistic, no, 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 that no. That still drives me Not crazy, the case. though. I just don't the, think this team with, like, the back end without Petrangelo makes sense that logic, if you look at it. That logic drives me insane because there's no truth to it. John Mazalak does the same thing. I'm, we've talked a lot of co- baseball tonight. I'm sorry. Two guys, one John. But... John Mazalek has that same attitude where it's like, well, really, once you're in, anything can happen. No, can't happen. Because you can't beat the freaking L.A. Dodgers in a seven-game series. You don't have a prayer in hell of doing that with your mm-hmm. misassembled, <laughs> shamble, BS, garbage dump roster. And Tell us how you really feel. That dude has been spoiled, and I mean this genuinely, he was spoiled by absolute magic in 2011. And he was even more spoiled by probably the worst World Series team ever to win a World Series in 2006. And he's convinced himself that, like, well, who knows? You don't need elite players, obviously, because we didn't, mm-hmm. you know? But, like, oh, my God. That once you're in, like, what? So the Montreal Canadiens got in. They beat the Philadelphia uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins and then they played a relatively good series against the Flyers which was still a six game drumming <laughs> the um, the Canucks beat us mm-hmm. and then they got drubbed by the star, uh, by the who Golden Knights nice. yeah, yeah. who then weren't even good enough to beat the Stars like no you can't it's not winning you're in it's not you're a contender mm. if you're in the bottom three of the Western Conference. I always think, like, sure, you could call it a coin flip, but don't you want to kind of load your side of the coin? Don't you want to make your team as good as it possibly can be? And then say, well, we lost because shit got crazy and it's all random. But don't you want to not have to rely on that to win? You don't want to have to go, well, 
our team's shit, but who knows? Rather than say, hey, our team's amazing and we had some bad bounces. There is a team in the NHL that has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl and are not close to being cup contenders. Mm. They are not close to being cup contenders. There is a team in the league that has Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, and right now they are not close to being (laughs) cup contenders. That threshold to me is so high, and the Blues were on it, Obviously, because they won the cup, and I realized that they weren't the best team in the league last year on paper. And I realized it did take magic, and it took a rallying song, and it took a red-hot goaltender, and it took some other stuff. But that team still had Alex Petrangelo. (laughs) And I look at teams in this league that are clearly better than the Blues, Mm. and I think about the Lightning. If you take Victor Hedman off the Lightning, I don't care. They're not a cup contender. (laughs) If you take uh, either of Klingberg or Heisken and off the stars, they're not a cup contender. I don't get that logic. Yeah, I really don't. Especially for that, like specifically, we're talking about that position when people are like, well, that's just one player. I'm like, I get that it's a 23-man roster and they're not always on the ice for the entire game, but you're essentially picking the player other than the goalie that is on the ice for the most amount of time and is more or less the quarterback for your team. I hate that logic, though, that it's like, well, picking Alex Petrangelo off the Blues would be no no different than picking Zach Sanford off yeah. the Blues. It's like just one, one person. It's like, oh my god, dude. Yeah, LeBron James is just one player, too. Like, I get it, the basketball's... You know, a five-man sport rather than a twenty-three-man sport, but come on, dude. Yeah, I'm don't like, give me that crap. Connor McDavid's just a guy, yeah. bro. I get it. We're, he's not—he's not that, but he's that to us. Do yeah. you get that? He's that to us. Like I. But and the, here's the thing: if I'm being real honest mm-hmm. with you, I don't think this team is very, very good cup contenders. With Alex Petrangelo. <laughs> I was going to say, that's the other thing. Is like, I kind of still want improvements, even if yeah, he stays. Yeah, but like, you can't make the argument that they are without him. Yeah. I just don't get where people get that this team, with Alex Petrangelo, got bounced by the freaking Canucks. <laughs> and I know we're supposed to say, whatever, it's the bubble, doesn't count, doesn't yeah. mean anything. It means something. It means something. Mm. That last game six, that game six where we got beat seven to two or whatever, that means something. And <sighs> you know, your better, your more convincing argument, your more truthful argument would be to say, "See, we have Petrangelo, and that still happened." That's more compelling to me, although it's ultimately not compelling to me than saying, "Well." we'd be fine without him, you know? Mm-hmm. We're just great without him, too. It's like, come on, I don't I don't understand that. I don't know. I don't know. So, with the improvements in mind, I thought it'd be an interesting exercise to pretend... I don't want to. <laughs> we don't have to. No, 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 no. I just don't like to pretend. Um, let's make believe that Alex Petrangelo leaves on... November, October 9th. Mm-hmm. He's gone. We have whatever we have, $5 million in cap space. Um, I'm looking, sorry. $5.15 million in cap space right now with Dunn remaining unsigned. Let's look at some of the top trade candidates and some of the top unrestricted free agents 
and see what might be compelling for the Blues to do uh, with that space or what they need to do uh, to improve. So to me, this whole, well, you'll just go sign Tory Krug idea is Duh. right out. If you go sign Tory Krug, just sign Alex Petrangelo. No, but he wants too much. Tory Krug's going to want seven plus milli. Uh, Why aren't they resigning him? They just don't have the money? I think so. Okay. And they hate him. Uh, Mike Hoffman, does he interest you? I know that dude's been phenomenal the last two years, and I cannot be less interested in Mike Hoffman. I guess just because he's vanilla. It's really not fair to him. He's a good hockey player. Mm. But I just think, like, oh, that would be so... I, I, listen, I love David Perron, and he's been sensational. <laughs> but that would be such... That same emotional roller coaster of like David Backus and Troy Brower left, but guess what? David Perron is back. It's like, oh, that's okay. like three bad things you just told me. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that 2016 summer was such a like, Jesus. Like, uh, <laughs> did don't we get do me anything wrong. besides that? We didn't get Shin until the year after, right? Uh, yeah, what the hell is that? Did the we year do? we traded Elliot? Must have been. You got the Kyra pick. Uh, but who'd we bring in as our backup? Hutton? It must have been Hutton. Oh. He was still in Buffalo. Woof. Um, what, wait, so was 16-17? What kind of team was that? Let's look it up. Was that against... Bu no, that was the Minnesota. That was no, the that was Minnesota the series. Year, wasn't it? No, 17-18. Yeah, it? yeah. We missed the first year we had Shen. Man, oh, God, have you looked at that? those teams? Like, as much as we were just kind of oh, daggering the currently to. team? We're about oh. to. Oh. Well, this is, to me, oh. this is, what we're about to read to me is like saying the Blues without Petrangelo is fine. Because what we're about to read is basically the Blues without, like, O'Reilly and Shin, yeah. you know? Oh. All right, Vladimir Tarasenko, 75 goals. Very good, 75 points. 75, like, oh, shit. Jaden Schwartz, Alex Dean, Alex Petrangelo, we're doing just fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing just fine. Oh, David Perron is here. He got injured, no surprise there, <laughs> but he's fine. No, he didn't get injured. He only had 46 points. Oh, this was before he leveled up in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Forgot. He was still the kind of new old dude, yeah, Perron. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kevin Shattenkirk. Uh, oh, yeah, still here. Paul Stastny. Was that his last year here, I guess? No. We yeah, trade him the year? next year. We trade him the next year. Yeah. Was Paul Stasny's career here like a blink and you miss it sort yeah, of thing? Because yeah. sometimes oh, they're like, he sure. was here for four years. I'm like, I know, I watched him, games, and I forgot. How many games did Paul Stasny play? Hold up, hold up, hold up, okay. hold up, hold up. Okay. Uh, Hold up. Okay. All right. Is Did Paul Stastny play more or less than 250 St. Louis games? He played 267. Oh, he played 267 games here. <laughs> win. But remember, that's less. Precisely win. This dude played 33 Playoff games with the Blue. Paul Stasny played exactly 300 games with the Blues? I was like, regular season, though, that's under three, what is that, 338, which would be four full seasons, because he was, like, injured 20 games every <laughs> season, yeah? Look at Albert Einstein over right? here doing math in his head. <laughs> he didn't play, like, 25% of the time he wasn't fucking he playing. He just did eight times four plus... Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's how math works wow, in your head. Smart. You know what? You're very smart. He <laughs> played 237 games here. How many here? points do you have? 
175. It wasn't even bad. I do remember that being our argument. Man, we've had this podcast for so long that I remember we had us a having Stastny argument. Yeah, that we were like, "Yo, dog. Yeah, the contract's not great, but like that's what you pay a UFA, and he's fine." Yeah, I remember yeah. having that conversation. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. When did we start? We started the summer that we traded for Braden Shed. Yeah crazy right the time why <laughs> wild uh that dude played 13 games 19 games with the winnipeg jets oh yeah jets ah pour some out for eric foley i hope your brain feels oh better. man colton pareko was on that team at the tender age of 23 with 31 assists and four goals Patrick oh. Bergwin, ooh, it's turning. We turn. Yeah. We, we hit the turning point. Patrick Bergwin, you got Robbie Fabry before he had no knees and lots of hats. Oh, that was the season was he, the had no, he had oh, no yep. Sorry, Robbie. Yori There you go. We're getting spicy. Scotty Upshaw, Kyle Brodziak, Joel Edmondson had 69 games. Jay Bomeister played 81 games. Magnus Payarvi. Who scored a critical playoff goal, mm. Magnus Payarvi did. Was it the series winner? It was. Woo! We were at the, uh, we were at downtown. At yeah, the, uh, when you're allowed to be around Ball people. Village, yeah. Ryan Reeves, Ivan Varvashev, which I believe was not even yet last year's no, Ivan Varvashev. No, it was pre-last year's Ivan Varvashev. That was pre-this year's last year's Ivan Varvashev. <laughs> Man, this is like prequel. I hope that, that dude plays... 14 seasons. So we can say this. Louis, so we can say last, last year's, last year's, last year's. Uh, Dimitri Yaskin was on that team. KHL MVP. I was just about to say, KHL fucking lighten it up. speaking of KHL MVPs, Niall Yakovov was on that team. Oh, uh, boy. I was you were excited. so excited. You were excited. I was like, oh, we found it. We found the formula. You were so excited that I was, that I remember being like, I'm not that excited, but I think I'm getting excited. We got him, baby. Oh, you got one more, I think. Running from the bees. Carl Gunnarsson was mm-hmm. here. Zach Sanford was here p- part of the year after we traded. Uh, Zach, uh, k- 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 uh, what's his name? Kevin Shatner. Yes. Uh, Stanley Cuff playoff overtime game-winning goal-scoring mm. Kevin Shattenkirk. We just finished watching. Congratulations. I don't know about you, but I am feeling 22. Mm-hmm. Except I'm 29 and life is basically <laughs> over. Uh, Brad Hunt. Robert Bortuzzo, <laughs> Kenny Agostino, oh boy, Jordan Schmaltz, Wade Megan, oh yeah, Vladimir Savotka one yes, game after com- coming back from, we were so excited. excited. Yeah, we were like, yeah, baby. <laughs> Jake Allen, Carter Hutton. Chris Butler, Phoenix Copley gotten one game, started a game for us. No, I didn't. Th- I don't think he started, but he played 58 minutes of it. Holy to Terry shit. Lindbaum and Ty Ratty. <sighs> Holy Moses. Ian. See, that team Ian. made the playoffs, Stephen, but were they a cup contender? Fuck no. I would like you to take a moment oh, no. from the team I just named. Yeah. And name for me, please, our top five playoff scores. Oh, okay. I was like... <sighs> if you get all five of these in eight guesses, <laughs> I will eat a horse. <laughs> Not a tasty horse. Not a piece by piece. Gotta, He's going to unhinge his jaw. 
ain't gotta cook it. Magnus Pay Arby, was he one? Nope. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> so All right. He was number 11 with three points. Shit. So I should actually pick, like, real people, but they're going to be bad. Mm, I don't no. know about that either. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, man. That's Two, one of these... If you, I would be shocked. I would be shocked. Did Joel was Joel Edmondson yes! like on fire? Yes! I remember that. I remember That's that. He had six points, three goals, and three assists. I remember he scored the first overtime goal, like well, the only overtime goal, but like the first one in the game one, uh-huh. um, when like Allen stood on his head, and then mm-hmm. it was like, of course, Joel Edmondson will score an overtime goal for us to win. <laughs> And then I remember scoring at least another one because we were like, oh, I guess he's a goal scorer oh, now. This weird thing where, like, Jamie Alexiak suddenly a yeah. sniper. We didn't have Barrett Jackman on this team. He retired, yeah. like, before. He retired that Maybe summer. This was, was this his year with the Predators? Yeah, was it? Oh, yeah, sorry, not retired. He moved that summer because I we guess. had him and didn't we? No, we didn't have him when we made it to the conference finals. Never mind. No, no, no. Because we already had Preco and Edmondson on them, and they didn't play with him at all. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure it was like Jackman out, these two in. I always screwed up that he only has one T in his last name. His first season was 15-16, his last season. Okay. He played 73 games and scored one goal as a Predator. I feel bad. He should have just stayed here. He should have just retired is what I mean. But, um, yeah. okay, Joel Edmondson. How many goals do you think Barry Jackman had in his career? For the period? Oh boy! I'll spot, I'll spot you over under on the one. <laughs> I'll give you that in either direction. <laughs> the one that he scored <laughs> zero. Um, I'm gonna say. Oh, you're already way too high. <laughs> I'm good. You're going way over. Am I going way over? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Um, he played 876 games in the NHL. 876. How many um, seasons is that? Uh, that is thirteen. 14 seasons. He did he average 3 goals a season? He scored 22 goals. He scored I'm I'm pretty impressed. 29 goals. Nice. Uh he averaged well under 2%. Damn, I should have gone with that. You said 14, 13 No, seasons. just just over 2%. Yeah, but I was like I was like Excuse I me. felt like 2 felt right. I'm like he probably gets like 2 a season. <laughs> He's got. He gets one a season where the you know Darren Pang's like, oh shit, hello, X X X. Hello. He had some. He had some. Uh, some playoff goals. Yeah, I was gonna. I was meant to look that up. And what? Twenty thirteen. That was it. Then that was it. Or no, fourteen. He had. He averaged two goals a season, in the regular season. He had two playoff goals but they were both wildly consequential weren't they both overtimers yeah it was one against the kings and one was or no one was against the blackhawks for sure back back years 11 12 13 and 13 yeah the other was against the kings yeah yeah yeah. i remember that because i was like what the fudge remember chris stewart was on this team wild he played 14 games with the predators in the playoffs that last year what a weird end of your career so we played him on that team I guess. Wait, because he played sixteen seventeen. That was his last 15, year. Sixteen sixty. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Okay. Very good. That would have made me sad. Yeah. All right. Okay. Enough, Joel Edmondson. Enough stalling. Um, oh, you got the real. That was the real um, hard one. Okay. Good. 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 So then. So I might have to eat a Tarasenko. Uh, correct. Please. Um, <laughs> please. Please for love of God. Vladimir Tarasenko, identical output to Joel Edmondson, three goals and three. So sad. 
Um, man, I've, I'm now I'm trying to remember who was all on this team. Maybe we just quoted him. Um, Paul Stanley. No, no, no. Not even close. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe some assists. Jaden uh, Schwartz. He had uh, one assist and two goals. Jaden Schwartz was number one with nine points. Damn. I don't know. Stephen might have keep that guy around. Um, I don't have any problem with. We got Tarasenko, Schwartz, and Edmondson. The, the, you know, a thruple. You would name. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Someone yep. would name. Everybody's having sex with everybody else. Petro? Is Petro on there? He was huh? not. Of course what? he was not. Oh, no. He was number nine. Machine. Oh, shit. I don't like that you haven't named any of six, seven, or eight yet. I'm worried for Steen? He was number two with eight, seven points. So who am I missing? <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. What, what, what's five? five. I'm missing five. 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 Joel Edmondson have more points than this person? Not more. Oh, tied. tied. Oh, well, now I know. Stephen. <laughs> Joel Evanson was also a plus 12? He could be a plus 12. Why do we trade that dude away Kevin for Justin Falk? We need to bring him back. We, Montreal's paying him a lot less than we pay Falk. I'm just telling you. And then we're going to pay Petro, and he's better than either one. Mm-hmm. Alex Petrangelo was oh, zero goals, four assists, and minus three. That's two less points than... 15 less pluses. Berglund? No. He was number eight. Six. Who has six points of all the people I haven't named? Perron? Incorrect. What? I think that was your eighth guess. Probably, probably. From the horse. Okay. We would have have been such big believers, Ian. It was Vladimir Savoka. Oh. Two goals and four assists. He came back. He was ready. He was going to be the same player. He's going to be even better. Was he oh, good here, or were we bad? No, he was he good. Was, he was he was all right. He, he was, was all right. Fine, and we were bad. Yeah. Okay, he was all right. I don't want to take that away from him. His what do you think his top point season was with us? How many points? Thirty. Three, 33 okay. points. Oh, there's three other Jesus. <laughs> um, I remember us like drubbing the Hawks one time, and he had some really sick goal against. I don't even know who their goalie. I don't even know if it was Crawford. That was in, but like I just remember being like, "Hell yeah, dog!" He like dragged on him too. It was like great. It was back when the Hawks were best in the league, and we were like you know scrappy piece of shit team. And anytime we were able to beat the Hawks, it's like hell yeah, dog. Fuck them. Remember when Mike Weaver uh, stood up Patrick... Do you remember... When you look at Patrick Sharp, do you think about the fact that Mike Weaver stood that dude up at, like, center no, ice? I didn't know that was him. I'm I pretty sure. I remember Mike Weaver at yeah. 100%. But... Look out! Look out! <laughs> yes, that's where that comes from, yeah. isn't it? Is that Mike? Is that Doc Emmerich? That's no, that? it's uh, Pat Foley. Is oh, that okay. the name of a person that's yeah, not yeah, someone yeah. else other than the, the Hawks announcer? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I feel like... For... Not to be confused with Mike Foley, right? Or Mick Foley. Yeah. Human, <laughs> human <laughs> Michael. <laughs> yes, Human Michael. One of our greatest accomplishments <laughs> on this podcast. For a frame of reference, I'm going to pause here for a moment so that I can later insert uh, the yes. uh, clip of... Um... You got to do Darren Pang after that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. You'll still be here, and you're not going anywhere. The people are going okay. to Do I have to listen? No, well, no, I mean, I can't. Okay, okay. I'll listen along, folks. We'll be back. It'll be like a, we'll be like a 31 thoughts, 52 thoughts, except we won't have the magic uh, twinkly music, but here we go. 
in a lot of key situations for Joe Quinville and the Blackhawk coaching staff. Look, Look out. out at center ice. Patrick Sharp had his head down. He was crushed by Weaver, and Sharp did not see it coming. And Weaver grabbed by Barker. But Patrick, you could see it coming. You started to moan before I could get it out, Eddie. He left his feet. Mike Weaver jumped and left his feet to hit Patrick Sharp. Watch 43 by the Blues. He leaves his feet. That's a charge. And there should have been a penalty. You are not allowed to leave your feet making big heat, big hits. Looking around, Oshie checked his pocket. And now the Hawks have some good defensive work. Bang! Hit at center, oh, Weaver destroyed Sharp. And now they go after Weaver. That's Barker who went after Weaver, and Sharp doesn't know where he is. Absolutely destroyed him. That's taken away the lines. That has been a big difference in this game. The D making sure they hold the lines, and that was a huge hit. Wow! And we're back. That was beautiful. Joyous. Uh, yeah, we listened to the whole thing. We didn't just hit pause and immediately hit record again. That wouldn't be like us. Um, Robin Lanier is a free agent. Who I was cares? like, wait, yeah, what do we even come back from? <laughs> Evgeny Dodonov. Uh, this article rightly points out, why don't we talk about him more? Since returning to the NHL for 2017-18, uh, he's 11th in scoring among right-wingers between Patrick Laine and Alexander Radulov. Dadanoff is a good bet to change teams since the Panthers have NHL-ready winger prospects and need to improve their decor. I wouldn't Fine. go wild for an Evgeny Dadanoff signing, but at least it'd be something. Tyson, oh, wow, folks. Tyson Berry. Oh, please don't. Don't do me like that. Please don't. Even if his game doesn't translate as well to the grinding postseason... That's the whole thing, baby. <laughs> Tyler Toffoli, that'd be a, a name. That's a person that exists. Jacob Markstrom, no thanks. TJ Brody, no thanks. Sammy Votnin, maybe, sure. Um, But he's not a healthy guy. Granlin, Bufflin, Shattenkirk. It's not a healthy man. Um, I feel like we did a lot of that last week. But let's look at the TSN trade bait list, shall we? They they know they know what they're doing right when they call it the trade bait list. Oh I yeah, I mean they it. want bait. In there. Okay, so here I can tell you this thing I was reading real quick because it's related to the to that. I saw something on Reddit that's from Hole Up from the subreddit Hole Up, and it's a, just a stock photo of this guy explaining something to his wife and his wife looking real like what the hell, and it just says the doctor said I should touch myself whenever I feel like it, and she said no, he said you could have a stroke at any time. <laughs> Um, trade bait board number one Matt Murray not interested I mean I'm <laughs> plenty interested who is somebody is number two Matt Dumba I mean I guess if Petro walks and you can do it at a price that's not insane fine but I don't oh. really want Matt Dumba I enjoy saying Dumba too yeah, much I like that. and I have to say it with too much disgust Josh Anderson's on this yeah go get him go get his ass Give me a young David Backus. Yeah, exactly. A young old David Backus. 
Oliver Ekman Larson. I hear people saying like, "Let Pietro oh, walk." E-L. And get Petra- and get Ekman Larson. I saw someone say today, "Are you insane? <laughs> you want the same guy, but not as good on the same contract. You don't want Petrangelo on, and also on the less important side, and also much less defensively responsible, and also not as prolific offensively." <laughs> I was like, "Yeah, you're no." There are people in the Blues Twitter that just get the weirdest opinions on players Mm. that are not backed up in fact at all. They're literally just, I saw this guy play once, I thought he was good, so I love him. I want the Blues to get him. I saw him do a big old hit. I cannot wait for the Blues to get Kyle Clifford, these people say. (laughs) Jacob Delarose is integral to this team, these people say. I want to let Petrangelo go, save more money, and trade for Oliver Ekman Larson, these people say. It's an insane conglomerate of lunatics, and I am glad to be one of them. (laughs) Uh, Patrick Wine, you know what? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Let's <laughs> fucking do it. <laughs> Phil, See you, fucking Phil Kessel. Psycho. Sorry, Phil. Nah. Kyle Palmieri. Nah. Uh, Ryan Donato. Nah. Mark Andre Fleury. Nah. Chris Letang. He's a right-handed defenseman. There could be worse things, I suppose. I guess. I love the disgust. Darcy Kemper. Johnny Boychuk. Number fourteen on this list is Alex Petrangelo. For his rights. Tony D'Angelo, who despite sucking, was like second in defensive points last year or something, I think. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ryan Strom, Brady Shea, Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn, Max Domi, Andreas Janssen. Johnson and Janssen. I see what they did there. Philip Deneau from Montreal, Frederick Anderson, Brandon Montour, Adam Larson, Shane Gostisbehere, Tyler Bozak's on here. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, Patrick Hornquist is already traded. Mike Matheson's already traded. Hey, they were back-to-back. That's cute. Do you think that's how Jim Rutherford yeah, <laughs> agreed 100%. on the trade? Do we need to talk about Jim Rutherford, or is he in the notes later? No, he's not. Oh, we can we talk about to, him right now. We need to play tuba music, I think, yeah. at the very least. So that's playing. We'll imagine that's playing right now. Um, and, um... What a dummy. What a big old dummy. If I'm... If I'm... Mike Matheson has... Six years left on a deal at almost five million. How have you not fired Jim Rutherford? I was like, that dude needs to go. That dude's a garbage pail. What? You just got rid of Olimata. It had to be Jack Johnson or Olimata, and it was Olimata. You already <laughs> did that. Why'd you go trade for less good Olimata? How long is um, Hornquist's career? He saved half career, a million over contract. the next three years. Okay. But agreed to five million over the three years after that. Which I guess your argument could be Sid's going to be old enough at that point that you're not a contender at all anymore. Except you're not a contender now and Mike Matheson doesn't add to your team. You know? That's just another defender that they like didn't need that's not even overly good. And they, they seem to be just loading up on those dudes. You got Chris Letang and just n- fucking nothing back there. Mm-hmm. Actively bad people. Like, not even nothing. Like, people that are making your team worse yeah. by being on your oh, team. Yeah. Why are you here? All right, everybody. We discovered that we had some audio issues there. And, um, <laughs> well... 
lost like 15 minutes. We talked about the rest of the trade board, which we're not going to go over, except for the fact that number 30 on it is Dougie Hamilton. Poor guy. What's going on, Dougie? What are you doing to your teammates, Dougie? You know, in this day and age, people don't like other people that enjoy culture, I've found. And you know what? Shame on you. A pox. A pox pox on all of your your houses. Um, Yeah, that's so weird to me. It's so bizarre. Uh, But... Maybe I don't know. Are the underlying stats that he's bad? Whatever. I mean, no. I don't think so, right? I think he's like the statistical darling, isn't he? Uh, Here's the thing. He's getting traded by old hockey men. If Petra leaves, go get me Dougie Hamilton. That'll that'll help heal the wounds. Um, But that was the end of kind of the trade bait talking. And at the end of the day, I I just think Alex Petrangelo stays. I just think it happens. Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm an idiot. But what? It doesn't make sense for either side. It sure doesn't. Mm-mm. It sure doesn't. And that's the end of our. <laughs> that's uh, uh, you know, uh, we did. We wanted to talk about the awards for a bit, and we did. We did talk about the awards for. A We're bit. gonna do it again. Y'all didn't hear. We'll get better, folks. We promise oh. it'll happen. We got it. Only, it cut out in the last fifteen minutes. Not yeah. like the first. Yeah, you know, no, you half got hour. all the good stuff. You got all the stuff where our energy is high. You got it's the stuff. Yeah. Twenty in the morning right now, and you're getting. Two guys, one nap. Two guys, two guys, one's one amped. Right oh, baby, if Ooh. you have, if you take one of those and try and stay awake through it, Is it real, you're gonna real have a bad high? time. I mean, you can have a good time or you get a real bad time. I wonder. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't That's fight old, it, baby. Uh, that old forty-year-old uh, virgin line. I think is where that is from. Not gonna repeat Probably. it. It's dirty. <laughs> uh, Jack Adams, the finalist, included John Tortorella, who's also dirty, Elaine <laughs> Vigno, and Bruce Cassidy, head coach of the Boston Bruins, who won the award. I think this maybe ought to gone to John Tortorella again, but uh, what do you think about this? Bruce Cassidy certainly deserving. Yeah, John Tortorella fits the mold of this team was supposed to be bad, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it, it was. Wasn't Better great. than expected, but yeah, I wouldn't say it's great. Um, Olavino, fine. You know that seems like seems like your middle pick, but Bruce Cassidy, I don't mind just because. Yeah, you have a coach that coached a very good team, and they did very good. Then that means you're a good coach. So yeah. they, you don't see those happen as often. Normally, yeah. as we've talked about, this award is always yeah the good coach that took a bad team and made them better. The Disney movie, if you will. The uh, why don't they call this the fucking whatever Bombay Award? You know. Dalton Bombay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dalton? No, 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 no. That can't be it. Bombay. You, you, you can type faster than I can. Mighty you know the the Emilio Gordon Estevez. Bombay? Yeah, that sounds right. The Emilio Estevez Award. Dalton Bombay. Dalton. <laughs> I'm well, Gordon Bombay. Here's my brother Dalton. <laughs> Dalton is a dude. That, there are 17 2020 draft prospects named Dalton. That's why I came up with Dalton that Prout. Yeah. <laughs> Dalton Gruel. <laughs> there is a Daylon Gruel. I met his father in da- Travis City. Daylon? Yeah, he was a member of the Blues roster as an invite. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then no disrespect, no disrespect. No, 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 no. Please be drafted by us. It'll be great. It'll be great. The audio is still good, Ian. Okay. I'll watch it like I need you to check it every, every, every 30 seconds. seconds. Yeah, yeah. Nathan McKinnon, Austin Matthews, ridiculous uh, you know what bonus content that you didn't get in the first recording you'll never hear i didn't go off on this the first time what's wrong with you in hlpa i know that dude 
drunkenly assaulted a woman. Not he didn't beat her. Yeah. He didn't actually sexually assault her. But he drunkenly harassed a woman in Arizona. How dare you make him a Lady <laughs> Bing finalist in HLWPA PWA? You should be freaking ashamed of yourself. I get that he plays for a Canadian team and he didn't commit a lot of penalties. So does Mark Borvietsky or somebody. You know? Just pick a guy. But this was a statement and it was a wrong statement and you're morons. So that was a bonus scene that you didn't get the first. It does feel like they were like, we need to get a Toronto like a you know a maple leaf in here we need a little attention austin matthews needs some attention and they were like well we can't put him in any of these other categories because those are numbers that go along with that and they're like well it just so happens he didn't commit that many penalties this year and like cool then we'll put him in that spot but it makes no sense because he's not a nice dude you know you committed the ultimate penalty a crime <laughs> off the ice johnny goudreau committed had 12 penalty minutes this year. Make him a finalist. Yeah, but he sucks now. He's American. So oh, yeah, that too. He's a trash bag. He's... You know what? Austin Matthews is okay, American. Also a trash bag. You know what? Also a trash bag. <laughs> so, yeah, there you go. There Clean you up go. your facial hair. You'll be fine. Frederick Gautier, only 10 penalty minutes this year. And the same <laughs> amount of ice time. Don't question me on that. <laughs> Uh, so anyway, uh, t- Nathan McKinnon won it. It was stolen from Ryan O'Reilly. But you know what, Ryan? You're better off. You're better off. You don't want that. Go bounce already got a skateboard one. on a beach ball and do some stick drills and you'll be fine. You'll get over it real fast. Calder Trophy. The finalists were Quinn Hughes, Dominic Kubalik, and Kale McCarr. Kale is named after a plant and therefore wins this award by default. I can't <laughs> wait until next year when Radish Jenkins takes on the <laughs> Yeah, there's, there's like uh, Radic Fox, so you gotta be real close Raddick, to Radish. Radic's probably like Goku, but in Finnish, you know, <laughs> probably the same thing. Um, you know, Kale McCarr was never gonna not win this award. Uh, Dominic Kubalik, who had a very good season at the age of 37, uh, what was kind of the throwaway here. What are these Chicago dudes? How do they keep finding these like? I know, man. Semi-old guys to come over and be a rookie. And be fine and be yeah. great. Be yeah. really good. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. We've got two kinds of people we do. We draft tiny short people due to Patrick Kane, and we also draft Europeans that won't come over until they're 28. Yep. That's the whole, that's it. That's the whole thing. We talked about this. We remember how, like, the Hawks drafted Patrick Kane first overall, and he was very good because he was first overall, and they somehow got it in their head that, like, the missing piece was just the fact that they needed to draft small, fast, like, offensive players, which is good, but, like, it wasn't the fact that he would so happen to be first overall. They were like, oh, I get it, I get it. It's his fucking stature. (laughs) It's true. It was like the one that broke the mold, and so they were like, this will just do forever. (laughs) We got it. We figured it out. Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know what? It hasn't worked that bad for him, though. Yeah, you know what? I, you know. Um, uh, Kale McCarr. Kale McCarr won it. Best defense. 50 points in plus 12 and 57 games. Fine. You know, I, fine. I understand the argument for Quinn Hughes, but I just think Kale McCarr will be the better of those two over history. Yeah, I'm interested. I'm, they'll both be very, very good. Yeah. Well, one be will be very good, and the other will be very, very good. Okay, fine. You know, double. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why. I just feel Quinn that in Hughes, my bones. Though. He's real good. We noticed that yeah. a lot this yeah, series. I was like, good. oh, you're not like one of those fake Pretend, goods. Pretend college. One of those people. I'm you're like, not one oh. of those Barrett Jackson types. <laughs> uh, 
Uh, uh, Barrett Jackman did we among lose our Barrett Jackman discussion? No, that was way before. No, no, we talked about it. Yeah. Shout out B. Jacks. Jacks, Jacks, Jacks. A fellow St. Louis Blues podcast host. Yeah, we're all part level. of the same community. We're just <laughs> you, of the me. Show. Yeah, we Barrett all got Jackman. it. Oh, baby, we got to have him on anytime. Anytime you want to come on, BJX, you're listening right now for pointers. You can come on. We'll show you how to drop the audio halfway through. It's, <laughs> it's a cinch. It's the easiest thing you want to do. The Ted Lindsay Award are the same finalists as the Hart Trophy Award, and the same person won them both, and it was a travesty. Incorrect. In both cases. Yes. We'll talk about that at the end. Masterson Award. Oh, my God. Oh, my Lord. I don't know if we dwelt on this long enough the first time. Stephen Johns had migraine issues. Mm. Concussion, I think, sparked that, but I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, he was in and out, or I guess pretty much out, out, for two years. I remember, I think I mentioned this recently, but I remember... I was working my old job, which was working at a vending machine, not at one. <laughs> he was in the vending machine. You, you ever I imagine was, how they get those stuff? I they give it the to him. Yeah, he was like, I ain't got chips no I more. Press buttons on my arm, and I was like, yeah. Uh, anyway, I was working at a vending machine, which gave me ample time to listen to podcasts. So I listened to Spit and Chicklets during that period more than I do now, because Spit and Chicklets, I like. But now that I only listen to one podcast or two a day, it's just not in that rotation of things. So, in any case, uh, they had a long interview with Stephen Johns that was at a live show, and that must have been, like, right before that dude went down, Mm. you know? And then, like, he was just a ghost, because they were talking about him as, like, a player on the rise sort of guy, you know? They got him from, like, Chicago, yeah? Yeah, I think probably. (laughs) Every player comes from Chicago. Everyone? Yeah, that was, that reminded me a lot of the Perron Perron situation, Mm -hmm. and I think, actually pivot to that i think jeremy rutherford has some sort of article about piran yeah that's like i mean yeah it's it's devastating when this is your life this is what i mean it is your life this is the thing you want to do yeah um imagine imagine if you will wanting to do your job (laughs) which is the most part of your day and they say nope can't do that yeah like and you trained your whole life to do said job so like i can't imagine it's all it's physically sucks but I'm sure, like, mentally, even outside of your head hurting, it sucks, too, because it's just, like, you, your life's turned upside down. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, it's unbelievable. Speaking of lives turned upside down. Yeah. You've also got on this list uh, Oscar Lindblom, who is a young forward with the... I believe so. With the Flyers, uh, who was diagnosed with uh, sarcoma. Ewing sarcoma, maybe? I'm making that up. Ewing sarcoma, I'm not making that up. That is a kind of a cancer. I'm just not sure it's the kind he had. But mm-hmm. Oscar Lindblom, obviously a, a hero to a lot of people this year as a survivor. Um, just 24 year old, years old, you're just starting your NHL career, and then you get a cancer diagnosis. Um, pretty devastating. It was Ewing sarcoma, baby. You got it. I shouldn't be excited about Ewing sarcoma, but what a random thing to remember. In any case, uh, absolute hero who overcame it. Um, you know, finished the year, got back on the NHL roster, got a um, three-year, nine million dollar contract from the Flyers, which is just touching. I mean, after all this, mm-hmm. he just signed that uh, on July twenty-second. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just a heartwarming story. 
And you can't imagine a guy like that not winning the award, except that number three was Bobby Ryan, who went into uh, rehab for, I think, alcoholism. Maybe there Mm -hmm. were some drugs involved as well. Uh, Was public about his battle with all that. You know, got, got the help he needed, came back, and scored a hat trick on his first night. Which shouldn't matter, except when the award is a Perseverance Award, like you said, and take number one, that's like a freaking Disney movie. Yeah. <laughs> How do you do all that? That's incredible. That's like uh, if that uh, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga movie had had a happy ending, you oh, know? Oh, boy. Which it did not, from it what I hear. I have no. not seen it. And I don't think that's I cr- want to. Oh, was a good movie. But it'd be so sad. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got to. Pre- well, the movie prepares you for that. Well, that doesn't come most... out of nowhere. <laughs> sure, someone, sure. someone told me like someone I saw this one was like that was kind of a twist ending. I'm like, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> that was a twist ending in Patton when we won yeah. World War Two. I people, didn't see that. Coming. They're like, and then it's so sad. I'm like, yeah, people did smile in the movie. They haven't smiled in a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, Bobby Ryan wins this award. Could have given it to any of them. Yeah, all yeah, incredible yeah. stories. The most compelling list of those people, as you mentioned, that I think I've ever seen. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, pretty compelling that Jay Bowmeister isn't even on the list. Yeah, that's what I mean. Is like there are quite a few this year actually, and I mean not to take away from other people other years, but sometimes it's kind of just like, hey, you know, I don't know. They they started a charity, and that's great. Yeah. But it's like. This is all like super duper personal stuff that these guys had to go through. That was this. really hard. I'll say this though, I, he hasn't formally retired to my knowledge. I assume he will. But if Jay Bowmeister plays next year, run away, master! Oh my god! Oh, give it to him now. Put his name on it. Vesna Trophy, Tukarask, twenty six, eight and six, nine twenty nine save percentage, two twelve GAA, five save shutouts. Connor Hellebuck, 31, 21, and 5, 9, 22, 257, and six shutouts leading the league. And you had Andre Vasilevsky, who was 35, 14, and 3, 9, 17 save percentage, 256 goals against average, three shutouts. With all due respect to Vasilevsky, this was kind of a two-man race, Mm -hmm. and it was essentially your classic, do you want the guy on the really good team who played extraordinarily well, or do you want the guy whose numbers are less well but that kept a bad team alive? Mm -hmm. And this is your classic, to me, example of, hey, we can't give Connor Hellebuck a heart trophy because reasons, so we'll give him the (laughs) Vesna trophy. Even though, by numbers alone, Rask was far superior to anyone this season, I have no qualms with them giving it to Connor Hellebuck. Yeah, the Jets just had a much worse team, mm-hmm. by and large, uh, in front of Hellebuck than, than Rask did in front of him. And, I mean, Hellebuck had an entire decor that was different, or half of which, you know, the entire right side's gone. And I think he, he I'm sure he was nominated previous years but i was like you know i think he's always been very deserving I, he's had he's had a few seasons or at least a few playoffs where he's kind of been up and down but i think overall he's been a very good goalie yeah. up there and it's kind of season was a little rough after yeah yeah signing his extension but now it's it's totally justified that mm-hmm. uh, yeah i'm glad they gave it to him because i think he definitely could have been a heart contender mm-hmm. might have even been uh better than the winner themselves yeah uh definitely a guy who i think is a. Uh, one of the top goalies in the league, mm-hmm. you know, in the echelon conversation, and both of these other guys are too. That's a this isn't one of those years where like you've got a Darcy Kemper who was fantastic this mm-hmm. year, but these are three of the best, and 
and deserve consideration. Speaking of which, John Carlson, 75.69 games, 10.7 point shares. Victor Hedman, 55.66 games, 9.5 point shares. And your winner of the Norris Trophy, Roman Yossi, had 65 points in 69 games. Nice. And a 10.9 point share. 10 points apart, each of these guys are. Did they give it to the right guy? No. No, yeah, they did. They did. They did. Um, yeah. It could be Victor Hedman any year. Yeah, and Victor Hedman, again, a, a fine year. Maybe not Maybe not even his best year. And it's one of those things, too, where they do take, I think, I, they take this into consideration, like, if they've won before. And it's yeah. like, okay, John Carlson has won before. Victor Hedman, I know, has won before. Yeah. And it's like, well... You don't want to just say that's the only reason you give it to Roman Yossi, but I think that weighs a little bit on him. And Roman Yossi had a very good year, always in you know uh, in Norris contention. So I think he had a good enough year to win the Norris, and he also hasn't won a Norris. So it's kind of like here you go, buddy. Um, a very good, a very good defenseman. I'm kind of blown away by the fact that they had Weber, could trade him for Subban, had uh, the Predators that is had um, Suter traded him away or let him walk and still managed to have Yossi like behind all of them to just keep that decor afloat is pretty impressive. Um, yeah, he's, he kind of came out of nowhere to me. I always thought Roman Yossi was, was good. And then it just so happened that he was actually on an elite level that I never really thought, you know, existed for him, but uh, he's been like that for the last four or five years, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think it's very deserving. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think your point about the, the, um, Predators is is well, well stated that they. I mean, I hate it, but that they've built such a good team there consistently, and like you said, Hedman can win it any year. Carlson mm. hasn't won it. I looked, oh, but okay. um, certainly could have. And they'll all be back. Uh, Alex Petrangelo, you know, I think finished fourth, and he had sixteen goals, thirty six assists, fifty two points in seventy games, nine point one points here. Was he snubbed? Nah, I mean, I think he's... I, that's the problem. If you're The only problem with Alex Petrangelo, if you're going to say there's a problem, and, that that's only, oh, and it's only for this award, is that he's always... He's always the bridesmaid and never the bride uh, in the sense that like, and that's, and I don't think it's ever been because he's been deserving and just didn't get it. I think he's just always right. He's always that um, sort of B plus, A minus defenseman compared to like the top three in the league or four yeah. or five he's always like right there and he is that but it's and he's had seasons where he's come close to having enough you know points to be recognized for this but he's never quite there he had that one year was it 17 18 where he scored where a he bunch came out like a house of fire mm-hmm. and then did he get injured or did we just start sucking uh he's rarely injured so i'm assuming we probably and we do suck a lot so i'm assuming <laughs> it was that. probably that yeah um and he was like i know at mid-season he was like oh this guy's runaway norris favorite oh yeah there's a lot of talk about that i remember um, that yeah yeah i'd like to sign him back so he can win one here just like roman yossi just did after re-signing a contract mm, see it could do that <laughs> for you that and then let's have a little controversy to end the show, which controversy we already have. I need you to recapture Okay, the I'm coming. I'm coming back. Gotta, I'm, gotta, I can gotta, do it. Gotta, I can gotta, do gotta. this. Uh, your mother's not going. No, I'm just kidding. She's a nice lady. See, I don't want to be mean to anybody just to get you hot and bothered. Uh, Rick and Morty kind of sucks. Oh, that's fine. I don't know. I'm uh, here damn, 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 Jesus, damn, Stephen. Damn. Moving on. Now I'm upset that yeah. you don't even know, you know me. Moira kind of sucks. 
I mean, probably after <laughs> after what she's been all through right, with all, all these right. patches. <laughs> well, she literally sucks. That's one of her Oh, priorities. yeah, yeah, yeah. Did they take that away? No, no. Oh! <laughs> yes, they took it away. Capture that heat. <laughs> now go, go, go. Uh, no, Leon Dreisaitl, 43 goals, 67 assists, 110 points in 71 games played. Very impressive. Fantastic. I'm leading Marvelous. the league. Incredible. Nathan McKinnon, 35 points. 35 goals, 58 assists, 93 points in 69 nice games. A, a dud. A dud. A useless season. <laughs> Pathetic. Artemi Panarin, 32 goals, 63 assists, 95 points in 69 games nice. played. But here's the difference. Nathan McKinnon, a plus 13 in 69 games. Leon Dreisaitl, your Hart and Ted Lindsay Award winner. Your Hart Trophy and Ted Lindsay Award winner. Minus 7 in 71 games played and our timmy panarin was a plus 36 in mm. discuss and disgust did <laughs> is what i am oh boy it's so bad um yeah like i, I we, we talked about this before but I think these writers just look just look at numbers and like I I believe these guys are kind of smart. They watch hockey. They know what they know what the Jim sports Madison going on. Votes on these. Yeah, okay. yeah, you're right. There's are some people that probably aren't. But like that's 110 points. They see that they go, "Man, that's impressive. That's that guy that guy's got to be like the most valuable player on that team." And you're looking at the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> There's another guy, and I'm not even saying you got to make Connor McDavid the MVP or win the Hart Trophy. There's the argument for the fact that he could always win the Hart Trophy every year because he's very good and the Oilers are not very good and I'm kind of against that, but if that's your argument, cool beans. But he's not the best player on his team. He's not the most valuable player. He played six games without Connor McDavid and he looked he looked great. Looked great, honestly. But with, okay, that's a huge, like a huge, a but tiny it's not sample like Super size. Malcolm where he plays like half yeah. the season. Yeah, that's what I mean. Fine. Good, good. You're very good without him. Excellent. You did that for six games. It's all I saw. You 44 points in the power play. So again, great power play. You know, great power play performer. Also, power play with Connor McDavid. I, I don't think you're 110 point player. Without Connor McDavid, we you said this before, 70, 80 point player, sure, man. Very 90, good. 90 points in a great season on your own, maybe. But I, you are not a hundred point. No. You're not a hundred plus point player with him. Flip side, Artem Panarin, on a team, got moved to a team, signed with a team, I suppose. That was <laughs> crap. That was crap, and they knew they were crap in a rebuilding year. The minute they signed you, everyone knew you were the best player by a country mile. Because everyone all of a sudden said, oh, I think the rebuild's over. Which is redonkulous to say when you just sign one player. But they're also not completely wrong either. Because the guy got 95 points. The best career his, his best career year. His career year, plus 36. Only 24 points on the power play. Like, he's just, <laughs> he's the most valuable player to his team compared to any other player to their team. Sands Connor McDavid probably. Period. And I could even argue Nathan McKinnon because when he goes down, that team that team looks okay. Maybe with Kale McCarr and some of them, you know, they have a supporting cast there for sure. But when he goes down, they don't they take a pretty sizable hit. Mm -hmm. Which I get you would say, of course, but you'd be amazed when you watch them without you argue a Nathan McKinnon 
is so good that he's that much better than any of the other very good yeah. players on that team. He's he's got Nathan McKinnon is in the conversation for best player in the league. Mm-hmm. It's probably Connor McDavid by a runaway. If you even if you want to say that, then he's certainly in the conversation for second. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even arguing for Nathan McKinnon on this <laughs> list because he's not the one that we really need, which is Artemi Panarin. Yeah, and this is nothing against like Drysaitel because I I love Leon Drysaitel. I think he's a great player. There's like I'm not arguing he's bad. Mm-hmm. By no stretch of the imagination is Leon Drysaitel bad. The point is though, we're looking at a reward that says you are the most valuable player relative to the team you are on, and of these three players, it's Artemi Panarin, and I don't know how it's even close. It's not. It's not close. Also, this year, um, Rantanen played forty-two games, and Landis Cog played fifty-four. So McKinnon played at least 15 games without one of those two mm-hmm. players. Um, he played at least 15 games. I guess not at least 15 games without either of them because they could have not overlapped. But So it's not like he was just carried by those guys, which mm. he's not being carried by those guys anyway. And yet Panarin was a plus 36 on a team whose goals differential was plus 12. Mm. How do you even do that? Ryan Graves led the league. I'm looking at it right now. Earlier, I said he was plus four, 51. He was plus 40. Artemi Panarin was four off the league lead in plus minus on a terrible team, as a, and he's supposedly not a two-way forward, mm-hmm. which means one of two things. Either he is a two-way forward, and, you just, and that's just not true, <laughs> or he was so dominant, and his line was so dominant in puck possession that the other team didn't get any chances to score. That's pretty valuable. Which is That's fine. A... That's the same thing. That's ultimately the same. Mm-hmm. If your if your Corsi four percentage is eighty five percent, I don't care how good you are in your own zone. <laughs> yeah. You don't need to be there. Yeah, it's. I don't. It bugs me just because I think that sometimes, or in this case specifically, they pick dry settle because a he had one hundred and ten points. He had the most points of these three guys. Most points in the league. And then they were like, well, see, this would be nice because we give it to Dreisaitl. And, you know, that gets him out from under McDavid for a little bit, which is a really good thing to see, too. You know, well, you know, if you're under him, you ain't getting over him sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, but that that's a dumb reason to give him the Hart Trophy. I understand. Very valuable player. And he had 110 points. But you know what that is? That's the Art Ross. You get the Art Ross, right? That's the right one. Yeah. Like, you won that. Congratulations. We didn't have to vote you into the... Like, why? No yes. one's arguing that he didn't have... A, like, he didn't have 110 points. He did. We all saw it. Yeah. No one's, like, losing their mind being like, 110 points, think he's a shit player. Like, no. But the most valuable player to the team you were on? No way. He's certainly not ever going to be that. <laughs> Yeah, Ask any Edmonton Oilers fan. I, I don't want to say that. There's somebody. Yeah, right? I'm sure there's a dude. Ask 99% of Edmonton Oilers fans who they'd rather trade, Leon Dreisaitl or Connor McDavid. They're all saying Leon Dreisaitl because they're not insane. To me, what this reeks of too is like, why is it that it can't just be too bad so sad like as a reality for Leon Dreisaitl where it's just like dude I get it 
you're like a fantastic player, but you are on a team with Connor McDavid, so he's always going to technically be more valuable than you. What? So sorry that you'll never get the heart trophy. One person sorry. a year gets the heart yeah. trophy. That's what I mean. A lot of people have been too bad so <laughs> That's sad. what I mean. Why is it like, you why? Know? Why? I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure there are some real top-tier Hall mm. of Famers. Jerome McGinley never... Well, you might have gotten one. <laughs> but, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are some unquestionable you Hall name, of Famers. You named to me, like, in whatever amount of time, Frickin', like, 20 um, people in the history of the NHL. Ron Fancis probably never got yeah. one. Had, like, 1,500 career points. He probably never got a heart trophy. Yeah. They're, they're just people. They're people that don't get him. The fact know? that writers are like, come on, guys, though, he's really good, or whatever. I'm like, oh, this... this I wouldn't want, like, I'm not saying this is like a pity one necessarily, but it kind of feels like it. It's just like, you know, we got to give it to you because we want you to have a good, you know, a good season. We said, see, we recognized you. It's like, you can still recognize him without giving him the fucking heart trophy. Pavel Bure, J- Jerome McGinley, Marcel Dion, Tony Esposito, Steve Eisenman, never won a heart trophy. Mike Bossy, Nicholas Lidstrom. I'm not going to go through this whole list of <laughs> every, 25. Every player that's never won. But my point is like, like you said, I don't hate Leon Dreisaitl. I rather like Leon Dreisaitl. Yeah, I think he's a fantastic player. I think he's. I think he, until this year, probably underappreciated. But what this was was this was enough of the media who wanted to say is not just good because of Connor is good on his own. <laughs> yeah, and they used the Hart Trophy to do that because these people use the Hart Trophy to settle stupid <laughs> petty disputes among themselves to get their dick hard. Yeah. Oh boy, did they. <laughs> Um, and, you know, fine, I guess, but, you know, whatever. I mean, it, I, that's I what I mean. Care. I come down, I come down from it. I'm like, whatever. But it's like, just an award. Our but... Panarin goes to New York, has the best season of his career, is a plus 36, and he doesn't win the Hart Trophy. Come on. Get out of here. I know. I'm like, that's the sad thing. I'm like, dude, that was an, am- that's an amazing achievement. And you're like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. That's that's what sucks more is that he gets nothing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, I don't know. Anyway, we recorded it twice, folks. You got a longer episode this time than you would have gotten the first time. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what you pay that's, for. That's the commitment we've got. We we suck at obviously audio and monitoring our uh, audio monitoring our output, but we put in the effort. We put in the work. We're blue, we're we're fourth line. We're we're fourth yeah, line. Yeah, we muck podcast. and we grind. But we love, Ken Hitchcock loves us. Oh, Ken yeah. Hitchcock's favorite podcast. We're Mariah Carey's favorite podcast, mm. according to one uh, anonymous review. review probably any, Mariah do Carey. Do we have any new reviews? Have you checked in a while? I Who checked knows? like the other day. I think. I well, we're checking. Read, a, read them online. Read them out loud. We do. We have a couple. <laughs> we have at least one one star. Maybe. Maybe two two stars, and I I appreciate those because you know what I want the honesty. <laughs> real, I want the honesty. honesty. Give us something to fix. <laughs> Mister Sunpunch says I found these two at the beginning of the eighteen nineteen season and became an instant fan. Oh, Mister Sunpunch, punch <laughs> the sun out of the sky. Yeah, reference uh, to you. Uh, oh my gosh. Number uh, one fan. Couple of true blue nerds with the passion and the neuroticisms of a lifer. <laughs> they say what I'm thinking most of the time. Oh. Mm. Mm. We can't, we can't capture what you feel about, uh, you know, spaghetti or whatever the hell it is my, you hold my, dear. My favorite one is, is still this guy. I love him to death. <laughs> but <laughs> these guys bring in every show four star <laughs> <laughs> 
Inside, sometimes what we bring is complete shit. They bring something every show. Not always good. It's not always good. Four out of five times, it's what I want. The other time, not great. Uh, folks, you could be the next, next, you could be the next review we read. Next review we read. Just go on up in there, get us a review, we'll, we'll read it. It might not be immediate because we forget to check, but we will check and we will read it. Do we have a Gmail account? Yeah, we do. Is, it's zero cut. Have you ever looked at, at it? Has no, anyone ever you? No, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> what goes in there, let's look at it live on the air. What goes in there, Ian, is our SoundCloud receipts okay. and nothing else. Okay. Nothing else. <laughs> I think at one point, a long time ago, we've been doing this for over three years now, That's which crazy. is ridiculous. That's insane. Um, oh my god, that break broke my brain. Um, Patreon, Patreon, SoundCloud, Patreon. We signed up for Patreon. We never started the Patreon account. Folks, let us know if you want to pay us money. Do you we'll want do more it. shit? Because we'll, we'll do, do it. it. We're just kind of lazy yeah. until people poke at us enough, and then we'll fucking do yeah, it. Yeah, just tell us. Tell us to do Patreon. We'll get it done. But I think a long time ago, we were like, we email us questions. <laughs> and I was like, I wonder if someone sent us one. We have 88 emails. They are all from SoundCloud or Patreon. What's, okay, or what's, our, what's, our, what's the Gmail? Two guys, zero cups at... But it's two. It's a two with a number two, and zero with a number. Zero yeah. at gmail dot com. Folks, email us questions. Yeah, go ahead. We'll either remember to read them next week, or we will not remember. <laughs> They'll be this abandoned and forever. We'll think about it in five years. <laughs> but either way, it could be fun. Either way, it could be fun. I want to get a question I want a and read it on question. July thirteenth, yeah. two thousand twenty six, and be like, "Do you guys think Alex Petrangelo is gonna leave?" And I'll be like, "No, that was before we even knew Alex Petrangelo had two heads." Yeah, you know, that was a lizard person. Goddamn lizard person. Email us questions. You know, two guys zero cups. Plural, because remember, this was back from a time where you had, hadn't had made the very wise decision, you were very correct, to go with no plural. I thought, I argued for plural, and you were right, and I was wrong. I was a we fool, were, yeah. We were in our infancy. Oh, we still are. Who knows how long Look how much better we've gotten well, in three years. Geez. Oh, boy. I mean, we're still pretty Baby bad. Steps. We've Baby gotten steps. significantly better. And hey, we bring it every st- show, and that's four out of five stars by anyone's <laughs> Folks, we've had a lot of fun. We've recorded a lot of podcasts tonight. Not just this recording, but others you'll never hear. <laughs> Go check out the Soccer Talk Lads podcast. Mm-hmm. That's new this week. If you wanna if you wanna hear more of our goofiness, you can hear us rag on the flag oh, yeah. of Flames, Jacksonville, baby. Florida. We got a flag podcast, folks. That soccer team is not coming for a long time, and we gotta fill the space. <laughs> and it's with flags. We're filling it. With flags. I was like, so. speaking of not coming for a long time, we also have another podcast <laughs> I'd like to point out. They're also called Two Guys, One Cup. Uh, it's, it's eroticism. It's there for your pleasure. It's there for anyone's pleasure. Except, oddly, Chick-fil-A employees. We yeah. never read that. No, they don't like never that. never be caught dead reading that. Did you know that our soccer podcast has a, has a review? Oh, yeah. Uh and it insults you. Oh, I think I have read <laughs> it this. It is clear that one of the hosts knows as little about <laughs> soccer as I do. Uh-huh, we're on the same level. The other two lads are there to get the facts straight. You don't get the facts straight at all. <laughs> Woo. We got Dagger. One of them is five stars, babe. One of them, two of them five stars, one of them one star. Man, 
How much do you hate a podcast to go through the effort of leaving a one-star review? Do it. I I dare you. I have been wronged by this free audio medium. Uh, Folks, we've had a lot of fun. Now I'd like to talk to you about feline (laughs) (laughs) For just the price of one cup of coffee a day. Which is no longer realistic because cups of coffee are outrageously expensive. I think I would take out a loan. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, we're we're done. It's over. We're done. Uh, Kevin Shattenkirk scored a goal. Yeah. Good for him. Good Cut for him. Lightning probably going to win the cup tomorrow. You think they just end it? You think? Uh, I hope they do. Just get it over with. Don't drag it out. Yeah. Stars aren't coming Al- back. Although I would enjoy, for maximum pain, them to lose the next two and then just fucking roast Six the seven, stars yeah. in the game seven. Do the 2017-18, uh, yeah. we, or 2015-16 that we did to them, yeah. where we're up and then we lose two and then we just destroy them. Huh, yeah. this is reality. Whatever it is, is it going to be a bad, bad year for the stars? Which is fine. That's great. Great year for the rest of us. Suck it, Jamie Ben. Until which is not something yeah, he, he does. Would, he wouldn't do that. He wouldn't do that. <laughs> record. Uh, good night. <laughs> you can hear more about that. Concept. Oh yeah, that's on the other podcast. That's <laughs> on Cup Podcast. We'll see you over there. Good night, everybody. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling twins.